0: She will give you some tips to make sure our podcast is rocking and rolling. Let's go, baby.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to our new weekly episode of the Wonder Tooth podcast. Uh, Today, we're very honored to have Dr. Singal. Hi, doctor. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm very good. So Dr. Shashi Singal, we met in a very, um, yeah, we met like last week. In yeah buffalo yeah. new york and you were the speaker and it was incredible i was like whoa he thank knows you. a lot of his stuff right
2: thank you so much yeah you are too kind
1: Yo, oh, thank you very much and then you looked at me and you said i know you and i'm like wait what And you're like yeah i know you from instagram i was like wait a minute <laughs> that is that was really funny
0: that
1: yeah, was really the,
2: funny yeah it's a funny world nowadays it's like sometimes you haven't met people but you you still know them to some extent and so then true. all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, you are in front. Of, do I know you? It seems like I know you. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, that's a fun part of you today's world. and with Yeah. With social media and everything. So it was really good to see you in person as well. So Same I was here, super Roger. excited.
1: Same here. So tell me about <laughs> yourself, Dr. Single.
2: Yeah. And thank you, Dr. Saad, first of all, for inviting me. So about myself, I, I do work at Ivo Clara as a director of education and professional services and I will give you my background so I born and raised in India and I did my dental school back in India as well after graduation I worked in a private practice and I will tell you a funny story as well so so again you are young when you graduate from the school and my mom always complained that you have a pretty childish face so I will I don't know, should I take that as a compliment or a comment, but then mom says it and that's all good. So the patients will come and the patients will be like, you know, you look too young and I don't want to get the treatment from you. So I always used to have those kind of situations. And then I was like, you know, I need to learn more and learning is a continuous process. And with that thought process, I decided to come to us for my advanced education. I did my master's in biomaterials at UAB, that is University of Alabama at Birmingham. I did it under Dr. John Burgess. If you guys know like about the material experts, he's one of the great clinicians and a material scientist as well. So he has tons and tons of publications, research articles, and all that stuff. So yeah, I was fortunate to learn about the biomaterials under his mentorship, and it kind of like opened my eyes because as a clinician we always thought about what procedure i need to learn Mm -hmm. and we did not think it or personally i will say i did not think it in the way that what material can i use in that procedure and which way so when i started learning about biomaterials and how the materials are tested what are the properties and all that stuff I dis I connected the dots that helped me a lot because now I know which clinical procedures we can do right as a clinician. But at the same time, I know the limitation of a product as well. So I can make a much more intelligent decision in kind of like in selecting a product for my clinical procedure. So that was that was very helpful for me when I was when I was doing my master's degree And then I graduated from my master's degree, and then I was like, what's next? And then I got an opportunity to work for Ivoclar. I started working for Ivoclar in 2012, and my initial position was clinical specialist. And the main role from my side at that time was I will go to the lab Mm -hmm. and start testing the products. And it was interesting. It was really fascinating for me to work for Ivoclar because, again, it's a phenomenal company. And we always rely on the data, and data is data. We never come up with the data we It's a joke in the scientific way is can you come up with the data? The answer is no, we don't come up with the data. data is data it data comes automatically so so yeah, so I started testing the products. It was not only testing the new products, but one of the things that was most fascinating and attracted for attracting for me was let's say. We are talking with a clinician or a lab technician and if they do have any question, they will ask from us. I will give an example like, let's say you are using a cement or you are using a bonding agent. What will happen if you are using a certain desensitizing agent? Is it compatible or not? A clinician will think it in the way that, you know, I'm using a desensitizing agent that is different and the bonding agent is different. But are those two materials compatible with each other? right so we don't know we don't know unless and until we will not test it and it's impossible for the manufacturers as well to test each and everything so that's how my journey started with ibocleur and i stayed on that position for almost five years and then i was fortunate to move it in different directions as well within the company so i still participate a lot on the D side in the product development and that is that's the fun amazing. part because yeah mm-hmm. yeah that is the fun part because you know the things before it's coming out in the market as well. That's and then at amazing. the same time, yeah, and at the same time, it's like you are exposed to the products as soon as they are launched in the market as well. Because again, IvoCloud tries our best to kind of like test and evaluate the products as soon as they come out in the market. So we need to know, we need to know our competition as well. And again, there are many good products out there. Mm-hmm. And from our standpoint of view, it is very important for us to understand what are the new products and what's the trend, what a clinician is looking for as well. And again, all these things which I'm saying, it is basically my personal opinions as well. But yeah, I a is very customer centric company. So I enjoyed I always enjoy working with them as well. So so yeah, so I transitioned from that side, kind of like from R&D side and now currently I do manage complete education in us and we are kind of like supporting canada as well so when i say complete education what does it really mean is that we believe that it is extremely important for a manufacturer to provide highest standard education to the customers i agree and and we try our best to support our customers by sharing the latest and the greatest technologies and also at the same time you can have, I will give an example, you can have a Ferrari, you can have a BMW, you can have any other any other good car, but if you don't know how to maintain it and how to use it, you will not have a success. So with that thought process, we always try our best to share the knowledge with dental professionals, both on the clinical side and the technical side, and also on the clinical means dentist and the hygienist, mm-hmm. and also denturist as well. So it's a, kind of like a pretty broad spectrum on that side. So yeah, so we try our best to share the knowledge and that knowledge can be shared in multiple different ways. Ivoclar does have an Ivoclar Academy. Mm -hmm. So if you do visit Ivoclar website, you will see one of the tabs on top and you will see the Academy. If you will click on that, there are multiple learning opportunities that includes both the in-person programs and multiple online content as well. We are still developing academy more and more so you will see more content on that side but at the same time we do collaborate with universities Mm -hmm. to share that knowledge from the get-go as the students are getting exposed to clinical procedures and the products and different materials and all that stuff and at the same time we do work with different continuums like big organizations or the groups like I will say some of the institutes that are very well known in the United States like the Spear. Mm-hmm. or clinical mastery and all that we do support them with the products because they would like to teach clinicians how to use the product so as i said it earlier is there are two factors for any clinical any successful clinical journey one factor is how you are defining a treatment planning how you are treating the patient but at the same time you need to have the products that will support your treatment planning as well. So both the things goes hand in hand. So yeah, it's 11 years now for me. That's awesome. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. I enjoy every day working for ivocla I do have a phenomenal team. So, so yeah, that's a kind of like little bit elaborated introduction from my side. I'm sorry if I explained no, too this much, is awesome. but I'm always passionate on that side. So, yeah,
1: this is great. So basically this podcast is about education. I created it because I wanted to educate the patients about, you know, dental world, you know, the dental world, like the, basically the behind the scenes. How do you do this? How do you do that? But also what kind of uh, technologies <coughs> they should be expecting, what kind of new material they should be expecting, what, what makes us different than the rest of the world, basically. And it's Mm -hmm. not only for patients, but also we have a lot of dentists who are involved with us as well. So, I this is a great opportunity because you are now the representative of Ivoclar, in my opinion. Okay. And I have. I don't know. I can say that, but yeah,
2: I will try my best. Yeah, yeah. And
1: a lot of you know my dentist friends, we use your products. And I would, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with, I wouldn't have come to um, the the headquarters if I wasn't really a believer. And this is true. No, I've yeah. been using. Thank you. Yeah, no, no. I'm serious now. I've been using the technology like the CAD CAM now for almost eight years, and I started with a whole bunch of different materials, and now mm-hmm. I am so only using your product. And Thank by the you. way, guys, I have no stocks with them. I have no affiliation <laughs> with them. I just went to check the headquarters. No, we appreciate to check. that. Yeah, yeah. I am like no, yeah, like you know. But I really believe in the material. And, um, yeah, I want you to tell, you know, tell our regular patient and as well as the dentist about the different products now. And I know you have tons of products, but your biggest, most famous one is the Emacs. It's the porcelain. Yeah so yes. can you tell us a little bit more why your porcelain and this is the basically the veneers guys that we're talking about the porcelain veneers the porcelain crowns the porcelain bridges the implant crowns the beautiful smile makeover that we can do for patients what makes your material different than the others
2: yeah so i will kind of like explain it in a very simple way because as you said like there are multiple patients as well who Wants to learn about dental products and about dentistry as well because they need to be they need to be knowledgeable as well. So I will explain it in a simple way is when we are talking about the porcelain, these are the materials that are used to make caps and the bridges and to restore implants as well. So there are multiple different ways these porcelain materials are used. Okay, so that's number one. Also to add to that is ivoclar do sell multiple different type of porcelain materials as well and again we have evolved over a period of time and when i say that we evolved over a period of time because there's a demand of certain features that we as a clinicians and also as a manufacturer we try to provide to the patients so that they will have a good long-lasting restorations Okay, now it becomes important to understand is that each and every product has its own limitations and strength. Mm-hmm. The product that you do, you did mention it is kind of like that Ivoclar is known for it is the IPS-EMEX lithium disilicate. So <clears throat> I will tell a journey as well, like just for everyone's reference as well. It's a it's a journey because these materials came in the market for a reason. And as I said, it that there is there's a reason why we think that, okay, these materials should be there and we always evolve to the next generation and what's, what are the reasons? So as we all know, we used to have the metal restorations in the mouth. Mm-hmm. What were the limitations of that? It was not that great looking, right? So when it is not great looking, then in that particular situation, the patients are not happy. Yeah. They are seeing gorgeous teeth. My smile is gorgeous. So you would like to replace that smile with a naturally looking material so the metals were there then after that the pfms came into play and all that stuff what is pfm is basically the metal but covered with the white material and that white material is a type of a ceramic material as well Mm -hmm. so the limitation of that that when we put the white material on top of it then the white material was not that strong So it was not that strong. It was better looking, but it was still not natural looking material. Mm -hmm. So with that thought process, the goal was always that what can we do at our end to come up with a product that is strong and that is more natural looking.
1: And this is without cutting you. This is guys when you have a tooth, like a cap on your front tooth. And when you smile, you see like a black line. This is what we're talking about here
2: yeah yeah so no thank you for adding to that so yeah so that was pfm so as you Mm -hmm. just mentioned it is like you do have a black line and then you do have a white material on top so again it was a solution the solution was towards the aesthetic towards a gorgeous looking restoration but we were not there yet we were not having good natural looking restoration so then we came up with Empress that is the felspathic material. I'm using these scientific terms as well, just to kind of like share it with all the audience as well, because these materials were gorgeous looking, really gorgeous looking and no one can beat the restoration in terms of the aesthetic. But then one of the limitation was that these materials are not very strong. Mm-hmm. So now, you are looking a gorgeous smile, but if it will fracture and it will not stay for a long period of time, then that becomes a challenge as well. But by the way, I will also add to that, that it depends on a clinical situation that the restoration can fracture. So it's not like we do have really good, really good clinical cases that have that are there in the patients for patients mouth for a long period of time and they are very successful. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. So that's that. But again, there were some limitations.
1: Yeah, like would- when we're
2: putting it in the back of them yeah
1: yeah you cannot use the like empress is a beautiful beautiful material you can use it in the front great aesthetics yeah. if you don't grind your teeth
2: yes yes so there are multiple different factors so it comes as like now now i do have i will give an example of again the bmws or mercedes yeah. or those cars like if i'm not maintaining it very well these are gorgeous looking cars and everything but if i will drive it on um on a road which is not good then again you will affect your car as well mm-hmm. so so you have to maintain it so now the thing the thought process comes is you know it's kind of like we have a gorgeous looking option but it's not it's not strong the other option was not gorgeous looking but it was strong as well so now we need to keep up keep on evolving, and then we came up with ips emacs lithium disilicate which is which kind of like solved both the things so mm-hmm it is strong and it is aesthetic as well and we came up with this with this material and then everyone kind of like got a solution of the problem that everyone was facing at that time so so that was the reason we launched the product and that's why as you said like it was one of it is one of the famous materials and most commonly used material right now in the market for the glass ceramic categories now, that being said, again, Emacs is strong, but then there were other demands like, okay, might be if a patient is grinding really hard on it, then there is a chance that it will fracture, right? So so the demand comes is what can we do further to improve and to overcome these things as well? So, So, yeah, so we came up with zirconia materials as well. Mm-hmm. So different manufacturers came up with zirconia products their own limitations that they are not very gorgeous looking materials they are strong but they are not very gorgeous looking materials but then it solves the purpose for certain clinical indications as well so that's why we moved I will say it's a journey we moved from the metal that was not natural looking teeth to kind of like when I'm using the word teeth means for the restoration so from there, we move to the PFM and then we move to glass ceramics, that is lithium disilicate, that is IPS Emax lithium disilicate, and there are other brands as well. And then we move towards the Zirconia products as well. And now we do have Zirket Prime, the Prime and Prime Aesthetic. These are the two brands that we do have it. And again, the thought process is to provide strong restorations that are also natural looking. So when when anyone is going to a dental office and a clinician is offering a restoration, they do understand now might be I hope all the history and the journey that I have shared with it with with you might help them to understand what kind of product a clinician is putting it in their in their mouth as well. Lithium dailket, very strong product, very gorgeous looking as well. but if you if you're grinding and all that might be you will go towards zirconia side. So again, it's a decision. Of a clinician when they're evaluating the situation mm-hmm. but the summary is there are good ceramic materials that can be a good replacement of the lost tooth structure
1: Absolutely. and you can still mix between the lithium disilicate in the front and you can put zirconia in the back too
2: yes 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 so again as I said like it depends on a clinical situation as well what a clinician is looking what are the expectations of a patient as well how much tooth structure is that there? there are multiple different factors as you know that decides what kind of material a clinician should use
1: mm-hmm. so yeah that's amazing and i was very lucky to actually visit the lab there and i saw when they put the crown material and they started to try to break it that was incredible
2: yeah yeah and this is what we do is like as i mentioned it to you earlier is The scientific studies, it gives us a really good baseline as well. So think it in the way that when we do have a product, we are testing it on the lab side, then we are putting it into the clinical trials as well. We are seeing the success. So many times when we are developing the products as well, we are trying to compare it with our baselines as well because Ivoclar stands behind their data. We do test each and every product before we launch it. So we do extensive testing, and as you mentioned, it that you visited our lab. So, just for the audience, like again, I am in the I am at the headquarters of US, and we do have a research lab. It's a state of the art facility, and we do have multiple different equipments that help us out to evaluate the products to test the products as well. And we do multiple different things. The test you said it, we call it as in a layman's term, is the crown crunch. So what it is is basically we do have a die, we cement the crown similar to the clinical situation, and we apply the load from the top until it fractures. So higher the number, better it is. So that mm-hmm. helps us to identify multiple different factors. And when I'm saying multiple different factors, this means that think it in the way how much thicker restoration should be, mm-hmm. right? What kind of cement we should use. And is there a difference between a glass ceramic versus zirconia product? There are multiple different types of zirconias as well. There are 3Y, 4Y, and 5Y. And it's very important for a, for clinicians to understand that all zirconias are not the same. Mm-hmm. 3Y, 4Y, and 5Y are, are different. So if you will do the prep guidelines for your 3Y, but you put the restoration of 5Y on that prep guideline with 3Y, it will not work. So we do test all these variables as well. And again, from a clinical standpoint of view, we also test like, okay, let's say I use the coarse diamond to grind the the restoration. Can that compromise an outcome? The answer is yes, definitely yes. So how much? Mm -hmm. But we try to answer this how much as well because how much is clinically acceptable, right? Mm -hmm. So multiple different things. We do the bond testing we say 35 versus 30, is 30 good enough? Mm -hmm. So we always aim for the higher values, but the other thing is comes is like, is 30 good enough? So from our baseline data and all that, we can say that, okay, if we have received 30 from our previous generation of materials, and then if we do have 35 in the next generation, we know that 35 will work better than 30. So it will be successful also. So, So yeah, so we do test, our materials extensively mm-hmm. I we that. yeah yeah and that's why i will make one comment as well is when we when we try to say that you know you need to follow the products from the same manufacturer the only reason is because when we are doing the testing we are testing all these things as a system mm-hmm. these are these are open systems and it can be like adhesive can be used with other composite or other cements as well but from a manufacturer standpoint of view, we are testing our adhesive with our cement, our adhesive with our composite. So we know if someone is giving us a call, we know that what might have went wrong. But if someone is not using Ivoclar adhesive with Ivoclar cement, then it will be difficult for us to, to answer the reason what could have happened there in terms of the failure. So I will again, give an example of the car so let's say if I do have a BMW and I need to get a new brakes and I will get to a brake shop and I will get the new brakes and but those are not from BMW and then something happened to those brakes and I go to BMW and say that my brakes are not working they will evaluate and the first thing will say that these are not our brand we cannot su- we cannot original, support you
1: Yeah they're not original
2: Yeah so so that's the thing and that's that's what it is it's based on all the testing and evaluation that mm. kind of like helps us in understanding our products better. And yeah, so we try our best to support it.
1: So, that's great. You, we spoke about now the material of the crown. So, now let's talk about the cement, the glue that we use to glue this nice beautiful crown to the tooth. Do we yeah. do, do we use Gorilla glue or Crazy glue? <laughs>
2: you know i will i will say that and i'm saying it in a funny way but we have received the calls so i will give a little bit more background as well and that's why like sometimes the the job is more more and more fun so i use i used to take phone calls as well on the phone so if someone is hearing an indian accent on a call then it might be me so so yeah so so i used to take the calls in the past and we have received the calls in which patients sometimes have tried to res- try to glue these restorations i'm using the word glue glue these restorations with a regular glue yes so the restoration comes out and yes. the pa- the clinician is not available might be the clinicians a- clinician is on vacation or might be the office is closed it's a weekend and it's like you know i can just put a glue or why can't i put a glue and i will put it in my mouth and,
1: and they will that. try to do that it happened to me yeah. once And I'll never forget, it was a new patient called me like, we were just about to close. And she tried to glue her, it was her front cap. It came off and she's like, oh, freaking out. So she got crazy glue. She tried to put it in, but she put it backward. So now the tooth is long,
2: dangling from, yeah,
1: yeah, dangling. And she comes to me and I'm like, wait, what, what? I had to cut the whole crown and redo the whole thing. But, said but how much again. it cost you to the patient <laughs> as well.
2: Was, like, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: So, that's it. So, yeah, so, yeah, so we do, we do hear that. So, suggestion to everyone will be never do that. <laughs> okay, it will not be good. The reason is the chemistries are different and all that. And think always, think it in the way that we are trying our best to replace the natural tooth with a strong material, right? With a strong material that will let that will stay in the mouth for a long period of time. And mouth is interesting in the sense of that we do have saliva. We are biting hard. We are eating cold and warm as well or hot as well, right? We are brushing. We are grinding. We are doing so many different things from our mouth. It seems like, oh, this is just a small place in our body, but it is a... It is a very important place for us in the body as well. So yeah, so every cement is not the same. So we talked about a restoration. So it might be. I will say, if you are losing a tooth structure, you are trying to replace it. That one of the replacement is you are putting the cap on top of the tooth, but this cap has to be glued in. I am using the word glued, but the glued in material, the glue is the the dental term is the dental cement. So we are using cement. There are multiple different types of cements as well. We call it as conventional cement, self-adhesive cements, and the adhesive cement. So it all depends on a clinical situation, clinician's preference as well, what they would like to use it, what clinical situation is there, is there too much of saliva there, or is it good isolation and all that stuff. So multiple different factors come into play, and based on that, you are selecting a cement. Either you are doing conventional or your self adhesive or your adhesive cement. So adhesive cements are always the best Mm -hmm. because it will give you the strongest strength and also the good bond strength values. Mm -hmm. So it's always good to use adhesive cement, but the limitation is too many steps. So if a clinician cannot do so many steps, then they try to look for other options as well. And then everything will have its pros and cons. So if you're limiting the steps, then you are limiting the strength of the material as well. So you will not get the same strength with your self-adhesive or conventional cements that you will get it from your adhesive cements. Yeah.
1: And always yeah. get it done by the dentist. Don't do it yourself.
2: Absolutely. Do not do it. At, don't try it at home. How yeah. about that? Don't no try DIY. it
1: at home. <laughs> <laughs> No DIY. No <laughs> DIY. <Yeah. laughs> so any new technologies, anything new that you want to share with us that's coming up?
2: i will say i will say that technology will keep on growing you will see new and new technology so i will give i will answer that question in a slightly different way so we have to think it in the way that the technology is a support mechanism for clinicians and for the patients right because we do consider technology to minimize our workload in a certain way so i will give an example again again of the cars right we were talking about the bmws and all the stuff we used to have the manual gears and now we do have automated ones and again now after that you are seeing kind of like a self-driving mechanism as well Mm -hmm. so what's the reason of evolving it in that side is just because it will make our life simpler and easier and that's the same thing on the dental side as well the technology has evolved significantly In the sense that when the patient used to go in the practices, the experiences that they had it, how can we improve those experiences, right? So I will give an example. Again, we were talking about crowns and the cements and the restoration. So the first step was taking an impression. An impression is a material that you're putting it in a tray and you are taking an impression. And when you take an impression, it's it's a task. Like if you do have too much of material, it can go back in your
1: that's the in your throat stuff. as well. Yeah, that's the yeah, gooey it's... stuff, guys. That you know that used like years ago. We used to do like to take a mold of your teeth. The gooey stuff people would gag, and it's not fun. It doesn't taste nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's kind of like you are trying to take it out from the mouth as well. If there are any undercuts, kind of like a mm-hmm. areas from where the material cannot come out. So it's it was inconvenient. Mm-hmm. So the technology evolved from there to intraoral scanners. Mm-hmm. So intraoral scanners is basically now you are using a camera, and you are using the camera, and you are kind of like showing that camera and capturing all that information. Yeah. Very convenient to the patient so when you're talking about how the technologies are evolving we are working more and more on these sides as well so that we will have newer products that will support both clinicians to make them fast Mm -hmm. to make their life easy to Make sure that these tools can be used in all clinical situations mm-hmm. or most cl- most clinical situations. So we are we are moving it in that direction in terms mm-hmm. of the technology, and at the same time for the patients as well.
1: Absolutely, right. So the the pa- yeah, very efficient. Yep, and
2: the, it should be convenient as well for the patient. And when I said the scanners, I'm saying for both the internal and also from the lab side, and these are very convenient for the patient as well because now they don't have to put that material in the mouth. They don't have to think about the about the flavor and all that if something goes wrong yeah. they don't have to do the second take or the third take whereas in the impression you scan it oh i missed it i will just put the scanner again yeah. and take that picture again so yeah so technology is changing fast we are trying to come up with those kind of like digital scanners and all those things so it's there We are trying to work on the white filling materials as well. Mm -hmm. How can we do the things in a master in a faster and efficient way as well? Mm -hmm. So multiple different, multiple different technologies and it will keep on evolving. And the goal is to support our patients and to support the patients so that they will have a good clinical success. But at the same time, it should be convenient for them as well.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah.
2: So yeah so that's See, that's guys, that's what I will say we're
1: doing all no. of this to make you happy okay
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> yes dend- that's that's the main important yeah. thing yes yep. yeah, smile matters smile matters and that's why I love the dental profession is we have seen I have seen personally as well the life has changed of so many people yes. they used to kind of like not smile and mm-hmm. all that and now after going to a dentist and they got a gorgeous smile and it changed the life it changed the confidence and it changed so many different things in their life and i will just make one comment as well is sometimes we are afraid we hear it from different patients Mm -hmm. they are afraid of going to Mm dentists and they will be like no it's not the best environment we don't feel comfortable and all that but i will say they are your friends in one way and if you need help go and reach out to an expert do not try it at home few things by yourself (laughs) so so and we are here as well as a manufacturer if you have any questions and all that stuff we will be more than happy to support it as well our customer service team is amazing so never hesitate to reach out to us as well
1: and i love that i'm gonna put dr singal also like um how to contact him or to contact ivoclar in the show notes and um yeah it has it's this is an, an amazing episode really and um, I really thank you for this. A lot of information for patients my pleasure, and for my dentists pleasure. as well. And if you guys um, are thinking of a beautiful smile, you should ask your dentist about the material that are being put in your mouth. You need to kind yes. of know. Now you know. Now you know what to ask for. And, of course, if yes. you need a second consultation, you know where I am. I am in Princeton, New Jersey, and you're more than welcome to come for a second consultation. Or you can go to Buffalo. Buffalo, New York, to the (laughs) Alba Clark
2: headquarters. Perfect. No, thank you. Thank you so much. It was really nice talking with you as well. And yeah, great times for sure. Thank you
1: very much. I appreciate your time today. I appreciate it.
2: Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to our weekly podcast. This show wouldn't really be possible without you. If you are a fan of the show, please leave us a comment on Instagram at Rod Wasad underscore DMD. The link is in the show notes. Until our next episode, remember, if you take care of your teeth, your teeth will take care of you. Keep smiling with Dr. Saad.